What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of 101 Sports and Cards. As always, I'm Nathan Holloway, and with me, Jared Drush. What's up? So, not a lot to talk about in a lot of sports this week. We're going to dive deep into the NBA playoff bracket. First, we're going to start in the NFL. Of course, the draft is in two weeks. Yay. And other news came out today. Derek Carr signed a three-year, $121 million contract with the Raiders, and their cap space is looking not very good right now because of him and also... Devontae Adams. Moving on to the association. So Frank Vogel was fired by the Lakers, although probably wasn't his fault because Lakers are just trash. But we're not going to dive into the Lakers. We'll dive on into them in the offseason. They have a lot to do. Talking about the playing games from last night, the Nets took down the Cavs to clinch the seventh seed in the East. The Timberwolves came back and won against the Clippers, clinch the seventh seed in the West. Timberwolves, I gotta say, Ant stepped up, Dio stepped up. And Cat didn't. Because Cat fouled out with seven minutes left. Yeah. But that that's huge for the Timberwolves. That they can play without Cat. Yes. So we're gonna go into the bracket right now. Of course, two more playing games tonight and give our predictions. And first game talk about is in the Eastern Conference. It will be for the to move to play the Cavs for the eight seed. The Hawks and the Hornets, who do you have and why? I got the Hawks, strictly because of Trey Young. Trey Young thrives in the pressure situations and in the, the basically the situations like either you win or you kind of fail. Even though the, win, the loser does play another game, but they want to. The loser doesn't play another game. They don't? If you lose this game, you're done. Okay. I don't know how the whole play-in works. If, it was kind of confusing to me. Because 7-8, and eight, when 7-8 and eight play, so since the Cavs lost. So the winner of the 9-10 plays the loser, which was the Cavs. Yes, and then whoever loses that game is just dumb. Okay. It's very confusing. Yeah. I don't like the plan. I wish they'd just go back to 1-3. through. I wish they'd go just say screw the conferences and just do 1-16 through 16, so you get yeah. the top 16 seeds. Yeah. But, Adam Silver doesn't listen to me. I have the Hornets. I feel like the the Hornets are have a lot better roster. They're a lot deeper. The Hawks have Trey, and that's it. Because John Collins has not played that well this season. Capella's been pretty good, but I, I feel like LaMelo and the Hornets, I feel like it's going to be a very good game, but I, I have the Hornets. So moving on, you have the Hawks and Cavs. Who gets the final eight seed? And for the Cavs, they could get Jared Allen back. Yeah, so I'm going to go to the Cavs. They're a lot more built of a team. There's a lot more people on the team. And they have height, which the Hawks don't have. I have the Hornets and Cavs. I'm going to take the Cavs. I think the Cavs are one of the most underrated teams in the East. The only reason they fell from the fifth seed, they were the fifth seed at one point, and fell this far is because of injuries. And to get Jared Allen back, you get a premium person in the paint, shot blocker, Cavs. So we'll move to the West. Pelicans, Spurs, you know who I'm picking. San Antonio. They're so much better of a team. And they've also been playing really good for the past couple of weeks. And DeJounte's back. Yeah, and the Pelicans, oh, they always play in This is a tough game for me. Like, I'm going to pick the Spurs just because I'm a Spurs fan. That's what I should do. But the Pelicans had our number in the regular season. I mean, CJ played great. CJ's been playing great. Valanchunas, of course, one of my favorite players. Very, I believe he's the most underrated center in the league. But the Spurs, they're deeper. These guys just have heart. You also have the best coach ever and Coach Pop. I mean, DeJounte is going to come out, play well. Kellen is going to play well. I mean, Pirtle versus Valanchunas is going to be fun to watch. And I feel the, the Spurs bench is a lot better. So both of us will have the Spurs and the Clippers for the A seed. Who gets the AC? I'm going with LA. They oh. have the experience with Paul George. And we know, yeah, playoff Paul, you know, ball game and everything. He played very well yeah. last night, though. And they're just more experienced of a team than what the Spurs are. I'm also going to go with the Clippers just because I do not want the Spurs. I want the Spurs to make the playoffs. But I don't want us to make the playoffs because if we lose that game, or if we lose tonight, which, I mean, it doesn't really matter to me. We are we have solidified the odds for the ninth overall pick, and we actually have, I believe, like a 15% chance to get the first overall pick of having the odds for the ninth. 
So I agree with you. Clippers, Clippers have a lot more experience. They've been here before. I mean, the Spurs, very young team, not a lot of playoff experience besides Coach Pop. And the Cl- the Clippers are just better, especially getting Paul George back. And if Paul George plays like he did last night, where he dropped, I believe, 34, and he was really the only reason the Clippers were still in that game because, you know, Pat Bev decided to take over for the Timberwolves and then acted like they just won the championship. But, you know, that that's Pat Bev. That's <laughs> Pat Bev for you. Got a little hot, though. Yeah. Pat, I will say Pat Bev has turned into a very underrated player. I mean, the, the dude dropped like 11 rebounds last night, and, and the Clippers aren't that small yeah. of a team. And to have a point guard drop that, of course, his trash talk just gets into people's heads too. So He's also like he's on crack out there on the corner. Well, he, he might be on crack. He might be on a lot of things. <laughs> so we're going to move back to the Eastern Conference. So one versus eight, Heat, and we both have the Cavs. Who do you have? I'm going with the Heat. I mean, they're just the better overall team, and they're a lot deeper. They also have a lot of guys with experience. I agree with you with the Heat. The Cavs, I believe their run will come to an end. Cavs team very, very young besides Kevin Love, and Kevin Love has basically all the experience on that team of being in the playoffs. The Heat have been here before. I mean, Jimmy, Tyler, all these guys – I mean, they're two years off of being in the finals, in the bubble. So, I have the Heat. Four and five, 76ers and Raptors, of course, for the 76ers. Harden's been struggling, and Matisse Thibel cannot play in Toronto. Who do you have? I'm going to Toronto. I think I think the pressure's going to get to Joel and all of them. I just think the Raptors have been playing better basketball in the past weeks than they have. And they have a lot more heart. I'm also going to go with the Raptors. I believe this. I believe it'll be a five game series. I really do. I don't see this going past that. Harden doesn't show up in the playoffs. Never has. And I don't believe he will this year. He came out today and said that he doesn't really face any pressure to win. And it's like out of, out of every player in this playoffs, I believe Harden has the most pressure because he's yeah. forced his way out of two different teams in the last year. You add him to Joel Embiid, now on the Sixers, and Harden's only been in the finals once, and that was when he wasn't really that good with the Thunder when he was backing up Russell Westbrook. Yeah. So I believe he has the most pressure out of everybody. But, of course, this game can mean a lot of things for the Sixers organization because, I mean, Doc Rivers is on the hot seat right now. Harden wants Mike D'Antoni for some reason because Mike D'Antoni is not a very good coach. Come at me if you believe he is because I'll tell you my feelings on Mike D'Antoni and my feelings on you for liking Mike D'Antoni. So moving on to the three versus six seed, the Bucks and the Bulls. The Bucks. The Bulls suck against good teams. This is going to be a blowout series. This is going to be a sweep. It's going to be a four-game sweep. I mean, the Bucks. They, in my opinion, they're the best team in the league right now besides the Suns. They're definitely the best team in the East. I mean, these guys coming off the championship last year, the Bulls have nobody to stop Giannis. They have nobody to stop Middleton. The Bulls don't have, like, any defenders because they're only – Good defenders out with Lonzo. I mean, Caruso's still here, but I don't see Caruso stopping Giannis. Never know. Yeah. Of course, the Bulls have, they were not good against the top four seeds in the East all season. They are not good against any top eight teams. Yeah. I mean, they just been, they're terrible against good teams. The only way that they can win this series is if DeRozan goes out and drops like 50 a game. And Levine drops 40 a game. And I don't see that happening. So I have the Bucks. So the Celtics, your Celtics, versus the Brooklyn Nets. Who do you have? We saw this matchup once before last year, I believe. KD did get the best of them. But different story this time. I got the Celtics. Now, Kyrie has been playing very, very well. But I think Jason and Jalen and Marcus. I think wow, have, you're actually saying something good about Marcus I Smart? Think, I think they're going to beat them this time because they want revenge. And they're going to come back with vengeance. And they're going to win the win. And they know they got a good team. And they're going to win this game, win the series. I also have the Celtics. I The Cavs are the Cavs. The Nets. Sorry, I was looking at the Cavs logo. The Nets are... They're one of the best offensive teams. But defense-wise? Defense, they're terrible. 
they're they have nobody to stop Tatum or Brown or Smart or anybody. Al Horford. They don't even have anybody to stop Al Horford. Now I, I have the Celtics in five. KD and Kyrie can only do so much. Yeah. And I, I believe that Tatum will lead this team to the next round where they will be facing the Bucks. So moving on to the next round, we both have the Heat and Raptors. Who do you have? I'm going with the Heat again. I mean, this Heat team is just very, very good. Their defense is amazing, and they have a little bit of offense too. And the sixth man is basically a starter. I also have the Heat. I think this will go seven games. Because yeah. I believe the Raptors are, they're a very good team. They're the most underrated team in the Eastern Conference. But the Heat, just so much experience. The Raptors, they're really young. They have some experience with Pascal. Yeah, uh, Pascal. I mean, he already has a championship. And, but, I mean, th- this will be interesting. Because if they do end up playing each other, Kyle Lowry playing against his whole team in the playoffs. But I have the Heat. The Bucks versus Celtics, I feel like we're going to not agree on this one. This one wants me to say, but I'm going with the Bucks because no one on this team is going to stop. Be honest, you're tell you're not telling me that Al Horford is going to stop Giannis. I mean, if Robert Williams was back, yes, maybe they could because I think Robert can hold down a little bit of him. Marcus, the height fans is nothing. Marcus basically went to punch him in his gut every time he goes up and try to block him. Which, I mean, for Marcus, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> Jalen and Jason, they're not really the defenders. They're more offensive players, but I just, I think this will be a very good series, though. But I just don't think the Celtics are going to have enough. Now, prove me wrong, Boston. Please prove me wrong. I'm going to also pick the Bucks. I'm surprised that you didn't pick the Celtics. But the, the Bucks are a deeper team. They have the... They have the best player in the series with Giannis. This is going to depend, though, on if Chris shows up. Because if, if Chris Melton does not show up in the series, I could see them losing. Because, I mean, you can't expect Giannis to go out and drop 40 to 50 points a game. Yeah. Because I believe this game will go seven series, seven games in the series. And overall, like you said, nobody's stopping Giannis on the Celtics. So I, plus Giannis. I mean, he's probably going to be on Tatum, and Giannis is one of the best defenders in the league. So who knows? Who knows if what happens there? But I have the Bucks and seven over the Celtics. So both of us have the Heat and Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. Who makes the championship game? I'm going to go with the Heat. They got more than just one guy, like the Bucks have, and they can play defense. You could put Jimmy on Giannis. I think Jimmy can hold Giannis down mm. a little bit. Okay, it's a little four. I'm going with the Bucks. The Bucks have been the best team in the East all year. I mean, they they flew under the radar a lot because nobody really talked about them because they're they don't have the flashy the flashy players like you know the Heat have, Sixers have, Celtics have, and the Heat. I I don't believe they're. I said they weren't that good the whole season. I believe they're going to be good enough to make the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't see them winning the series. I'm going to say Bucks and six. Moving on to the West, first game up, one versus eight seed. We both picked the Clippers to get the eight seed. Suns or Clippers? Suns. <laughs> How many games? Six. Really? Yeah. I have Suns in four. Sweet. Paul George won't show up. D-Book and Chris Paul, just, I mean, they're a lot better than the whole Clippers roster. And I believe DeAndre Ayton will show up in the series. And will finally show up. Period. Four seed Mavericks versus five seed Jazz. Of course, the Mavericks could be without Luca. They are without Luca for game one. Could be without him for multiple games. Who do you have? Jazz. Because they have more than just one guy. I, I also have the Jazz. The Jazz are I was surprised they were not better than the five seed. I mean I mean Donovan, Don, was Donovan out for a while. Yeah. But Donovan Mitchell has just been great. Rudy Gobert's been playing great. Although you know my thoughts on Rudy Gobert. But he's actually been playing really well. And the Mavericks don't have a big guy to stop him yeah. in the paint since they got rid of Porzingis. And with if Luka's out, who, who's going to score? Tim Hardaway. I mean, the only other guy you have is Tim Hardaway. Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson and Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah. And I would not trust any, any of them. three of them. So I'm, I'm going to have the Jazz. I believe the Jazz are, Jazz are one of the best teams. In my opinion, I would put the Jazz as the third best team in the West, I mean, I think they're better than everybody besides the Grizzlies and the Suns. 
right now. Three-seeded Warriors or six-seeded Nuggets. Curry is game-time decision for game one. Who do you have? I'm going with uh, Golden State because, I mean, yeah, they have the better shooting, but Nuggets have Jokic. But is that all they have? Because Jamal Moore is not coming back. MPJ. Early, earlier in the season, they said that like a few weeks left in the regular season, the Nuggets were saying that they could get MPJ and Murray back. But I, I haven't heard anything yeah. about it. I mean, would you really want to bring him back for the fullest games and playoffs? Especially against the Warriors. Yeah. Um, I mean, e- either way, even if they come back, I don't think they'll be... As like, good. Yeah, as good as they would be if they've had like and, half the season to go through. And even if Steph is out, you still have Jordan Poole, who has honestly been playing just as good as Steph. Jordan Poole should be He's the most improved player, yeah. which we will get into later with our picks on awards for the season since the regular season's finally come to an end and before we get all the playoff stuff because that could skew your picks which it does for a lot of people on social media when, you know, somebody could go off in the playoffs and then they're like, oh, you should be MVP. And it's like, well, the votes were already yeah. in. So I, I also have the Warriors. I Jokic can only carry a team so far. Jokic is also going to probably have Draymond on him. And, I mean, Jokic could go out and average 40 game in the series, but the, the Warriors are deeper. clay has been playing unbelievable over these last few weeks. If you get Curry back... That would be huge. I don't think they should rush Curry back because yeah. I feel like even without Curry, they'll easily win the series. But for them, Jordan Poole's been playing great. The whole team's been playing great. Wiggins, Warriors and four. I, I'm sorry to say it, but Jokic can only do so much. Two-seeded Grizzlies, the most surprising team this season, versus the seven-seeded Minnesota Timberwolves, who are in the playoffs for the first time in a long time, I believe since 2008, something like that. Who do you have? Memphis. They're just deeper and no better. This is tough. I mean they're both great teams. Yes. Great young teams. That we're gonna we're gonna see these teams be one and two eventually in the West in the years to come. Because I mean the Suns, they don't have that much longer since Chris Paul's I mean, he's at the end of his career. The Warriors, you have Clay and Curry who are getting up there in age. And Javon. But I mean Ja Towns. Desmond Baines, Jaron Jackson Jr., Brandon Clark, who played well at the end of the year, Anthony Edwards, D'Lo, who's still pretty young. Like it seems like D'Lo's been in the league. It seems like D'Lo's been in the league forever. Yeah, but he's not even thirty yet. Yeah, Nas Reed. Can't forget Jaden. Nas Reed, who's been playing great off the bench for the Timberwolves. I mean, backing up Towns. He's undrafted. He was drafted in the second round. Not, they said this year was undrafted. Well, I mean, the only the oldest player on the Timberwolves is Pat Bev. Yeah. And he's still only, what, 32, 33? Something like that. So, unfortunately, we're going to have Pat Bev in the league for quite a few more years just talking trash. If you're a Timberwolves fan, your future's really bright. It is. And this is a good thing for the Timberwolves because, I mean, they haven't been relevant. relevant since KG was there the first time. And even with that team, it was just KG. I mean, they had Latrell Sprewell with a dude. So you have the Grizzlies. I'm also going to pick the Grizzlies. I believe this will go seven games. I believe this will go seven games. Because if you get Towns, d Ant going, it's going to be huge. But, of course, Towns needs to he needs to be a lot smarter than he was last night. He cannot be fouling out in such close games. Because with this Grizzlies team, they can when whenever they start getting hot, they, they get hot stop. and they will go on a run. And next thing you know, they may be up like two points. And next thing you know, they're up twenty. Yeah, uh, the Grizzlies are a deeper team. I I believe that the best player in the series though for the Grizzlies will not be Ja. I believe it will be Desmond Bain because Desmond Bain's been playing great. And the Grizzlies, I mean, at the end of the season with Ja out, been playing they, amazing. They. Played just as well without Jaw that they did with Jaw. So getting Jaw back is just a help. Yes. So I mean, Grizzlies are. Who would have thought that the Grizzlies would be the two seed? And who would have thought that they're probably going to be making the next round? So the one seeded Suns versus the five seeded Jazz. Who do you have? Suns. I also have the Suns. I believe this will be a seven game series because the the Jazz they have a lot of guys. The Suns are just the best team. In the association, though, this will be a very close series, but I believe when everything comes out, the Suns are a lot better team. Warriors, Grizzlies. Mm. This one's tough. It is. 
I'm going with Golden State strictly because of experience. That's it. I'm also going with Golden State. By this time, Curry should be back. Yeah. And like you said, experience with Curry, Clay, this whole Draymond. Team basically has experience. Iguodala. Give me Iguodala. Thank you, Max. Uh, but at one point, the Grizzlies run has to end. I believe the Warriors have been a better team than the Grizzlies most of the season. They've just been dealing with a lot of injuries with Curry out. Clay was out a lot of the beginning Draymond of the season. Out. Draymond was out for multiple months. I, I I believe it'll go seven games. But the the Grizzlies they're just, they're so young. Taylor Jenkins only has I believe two years of head coaching experience. Steve Kerr has many. As many, unfortunately. I don't like Steve Kerr as a head coach, but he's been here before. I also have the Warriors. So, Suns, Warriors took to the finals to either play for me to play the Bucks, for you to play the Heat. Who? This one's tough, though. But I think it's going to be the Suns because you're not telling me Looney's going to stop DeAndre Ayton. I mean, with how DeAndre Ayton played this season? Yeah. Anybody but... could stop him. Plus, I would probably say that they're going to put Draymond on. Probably. But that leaves... Who's going to go with Devin? We know Steph. Clay. Clay's a great defender. Well, Chris. Curry can guard Chris? I don't know. It's going to be tough. Who knows? Chris could get hurt. He's had an injury history in the playoffs before. Then you have Macau Bridges, who he's a very good player, and he's very dependable. And also Cam Johnson coming off the bench. Yeah. I just think that the Suns are a better team. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say the Warriors. I've been saying the Warriors are going to be a finals contender all year. I know the Suns have been the best team in the NBA by a large, large margin. But I'm going to pick the Warriors because of their playoff experience. I know the Suns were here last year in the finals, but I believe that Curry, Clay, Draymond, all these guys will lead them past the Suns. It will be a seven-game series it will probably be one of the best series of this playoffs possibly ever watching these two teams play. But I have the Warriors by just a little bit. So for you, Suns, Heat, who wins the NBA Finals and who wins Finals MVP? I'm going with the Suns. Finals MVP, it's going to be his first time now, Chris Paul. First time now, wins it and is going to get his first MVP because Chris Paul is the guy on this team. Without Chris Paul, they're not the same. Yeah, they can still win games, but Chris Paul is the glue that holds them. Because he can he can score when he needs to, and he can he can dime that ball to Devin, to anybody on the team, basically. And he's that veteran presence that everybody needs and loves. He's almost like a Draymond, but small and can shoot. I have the Warriors and the Bucks. I'm going to go with the defending NBA champions, the Milwaukee Bucks. This will be a seven-game series. My finals MVP will be Giannis. Because, I mean, who else from the, Who else? Brook Lopez! Hey, he's actually been playing very well. You know, Bobby Portis. Dude, don't diss on Bobby Portis, man. Dude, if Bobby Portis won finals MVP, his eyes might actually fully pop out of his head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have the Bucks in seven over the Warriors. Nobody's going to be able to stop Giannis on that Warriors team. Draymond can only do so much. But they had James, possibly. Yes. But they don't unfortunately. And Kevin Looney can't stop a baby. No offense to Kevon Looney, but you're trash. Is he really the only center they have? He is the only center they have. That's sad. <laughs> the only that center. That's sad. It's very sad. So, overall, it's going to be a very fun playoffs. I mean, this could be... I mean, there's a lot of... The East is wide open. The West, you have the Suns. Everybody has to beat the Suns, which didn't happen in the regular season. But the playoffs are a whole different thing. Of course, playing games tonight on ESPN. First game will be the Hawks and Hornets. Second game will be Pelican Spurs. Make sure you watch it. I'm going to be watching my Spurs hopefully win against the Pelicans because I hate the Pelicans. So, yeah, we're going to move on. To our award predictions, of course, Coach of the Year was already said. It was Monty Williams for the second year in a row with the Suns. I don't agree with it. I believe it should have been Taylor Jenkins with the Grizzlies. Because, I mean, the Grizzlies were predicted to finish outside the playoffs. Yeah. Who would your Coach of the Year be? Or do you agree with Monty Williams? Monty's a great coach, but he's got a great team. But it's definitely got to be the Grizzlies head coach, like you said. I mean, this team, did they even make playoffs last year? Weren't they like the... 12 C last year? They made the play-in. They made the play-in because they beat my Spurs. Yeah. So they went from a play-in team to the two seed. And they and in 
the offseason, they added nobody besides making the trade yeah. for mm-hmm. Steven Adams and yeah. giving up Valanciunas, which I still think was a horrible trade for them. Because Steven Adams hasn't really showed up that much. I mean, I love Steven Adams. It's amazing to know that Steven Adams is only like 27. He's only 27. It seems like he's been in the league forever, and he looks like he's been in the league forever. I mean, he <laughs> looks like he's like 50 years old. It's awesome, man. But, but, I mean, what Taylor Jenkins has done for this team, with how young this team is, I mean, they have basically no experience. Their longest tenured player like on the Grizzlies, I believe, is shooting guard Dylan Brooks. Yeah, he's only I believe been he's, since, what, 2017? Something like that. He's the same draft class as Jason, so 2017. And, I mean, with all these guys, Bain stepped it up. Jaw stepped it up. Jaw's always been stepped up, though. Uh, Another thing to talk about was was Jaw the best player of the draft. Because I said he'd be the best player coming out of college. Everybody was like, Zion. Zion's got a – Eating disorder, so. He's got to lay off the buffets and get in the gym and actually play a game. He's actually got to walk at it. Yeah. You gotta have work ethic to make it in your Your MVP, the three front runners right now, from what I saw, Embiid, Jokic, and Giannis. Giannis. Of course, Tatum, Chris Paul, Luca, all them guys. Who do you have? I don't think it's gonna be Jason or anybody like that. It'll be awesome. That's not. Uh but I, I'm gonna have to go with Jokic because this guy is a walking triple double. Just like Luca. Luca's a walking triple double triple double. Honestly, Luca did have the better season with the Mavericks. But he does have a little bit of help. Unlike Jokic who has literally nobody. Yeah. So I, I wanna say I'm gonna agree with Jokic. I mean B just became the first center to win the scoring titles at Shaq. I mean that's unbelievable. But Jokic by himself to lead this Nuggets team to the sixth seed is by impressive. himself. By himself, I mean it shouldn't even be a playoff team. I mean he he was close to the lead in triple doubles this season. I mean every night he can go out and score thirty five, put up fifteen rebounds, have eleven or twelve assists. I mean he he's turned into a solid defender. Also, I mean a lot of people look at him and it's like, how is this dude even like relevant? He looks so league? unathletic though. He does. He's one of the most athletic players I've ever seen in the NBA. A guy that has not got enough love, though, is Chris Paul. Yeah. Because Chris Paul put up, has actually put up better numbers than Steve Nash when Steve Nash stole, absolutely stole, the MVP award away from Kobe. But Chris Paul has actually had a better season than Steve Nash did that year. I don't think he'll win it. No. That'd be awesome. But, what I think they should do is, like, MLB have an Eastern Conference MVP and a West. Kind of like how MLB has a National League MVP and the American. Yeah. I, I blanked. I don't know why. Why can't they have that? I don't know. I really don't know. I'd like to see it because then it'd be Jokic and I'd go with Giannis. Yeah. Over Embiid. Yeah. Because there's just so much talent on these all, all these teams for only one MVP. I, I just love that the NBA's kind of gone away from Super Yeah. Because, I mean, used to, you had the Heat with LeBron. I mean, even be even before that, because a lot of people say that, yeah, LeBron started super teams. It started all the way back with the Celtics when they won, like, 10 straight. Yeah. I mean, that was a super team. Then you had the Bulls, you had the Celtics, you had the Lakers, you had all these guys. But now super teams aren't working. We saw that with the Lakers trying to get LeBron, AD, Russ. Didn't work. You can say it for the Nets. The Nets are definitely. I mean, they, they were a super team until Harden decided to leaves walk away so but i still consider a super team because i mean you have two top 10 players in the yeah. nba on that team like if you don't think Kyrie's a top 10 player i'm sorry but you're wrong because he is like i hate Kyrie. he's so fun to watch but he is so good i mean when he's on the court they have a chance to win a game your rookie of the year top three right now would be scotty mobley and kate i'm going with scotty Sky's been the most relevant all year. Evan's been kind of hit and miss now. Cade's been hit and miss. And Cade's team's butt cheeks. So I'm, I'm going with Scotty. I'm also going to go with Scotty. For two of these teams to actually lead their teams to the playoffs. Two of these teams. Mobley, two of these guys to lead <laughs> their teams to shut up to the playoffs with Mobley with the Cavs. Well, possibly to the playoffs. 
Yes, he only led them to the plan. And then, of course, Scotty was a huge part of the Raptors getting the five seed. Scotty has he's been he's been top two in rookie of the year all year. There's no way you cannot say that he is not rookie of the year right now. I will say if Giddy would have stayed yeah, healthy, though, he would have been mine. He probably would have won it, but of course the Thunder just decided to shut him down along with the whole team to go after that number one overall pick. Like they need more picks. I mean they they need a lot more than picks. They need help. Yeah. Your defensive player of the year. This is tough because I mean there's not a lot at Rudy Gobert, he was out a lot. Giannis is there. Marcus Smart is up there. From what I saw, he's the leader in defensive player of the year right now. Any defensive player of the year. I mean, there's... I'm going with Marcus. He's going to be the first point guard since uh, Gary Payton to win it. Because this Marcus Smart's defense is amazing. I'm not a Marcus Smart fan, okay? You know. I don't like Marcus Smart. Yeah. Even though he plays my solids. But he's an amazing defender. And he's great with the Celtics. Because he can defend while Jason and Jalen just shoot. I'm also going to go with Marcus Smart. This is He is the only reason the Celtics are the two-seed. Not because of Tatum and Brown, because, yeah, you expect them to score a lot. But Marcus Smart is really the only guy who plays defense. Jalen Brown plays some defense. If the Marcus Smart is the most important player for the Celtics, he stepped in to that point guard role after they lost when Kyrie left a few years ago. And Tim then, of course... Then, of course, Kimba didn't work out last year. Marcus Smart has stepped into the starting point guard role, and he has been unbelievable. He is the glue that holds them together. He is turning in to a glue guy like Chris Paul and Draymond. Yeah. I mean, you can't forget Robert Williams. I will also say if Draymond would have stayed healthy, he would have been defense player of the year. Yeah. Most improved player. There is a lot of guys. You have Ja, you have Bain, you have DeJounte. Bain? Desmond Bain. Yeah. You have Hero. I'm going to Joan Poole. I mean, this dude kind of sucked last year. And now he's one of the best point guards in the game. And he doesn't even start. Moist or sound since Curry's Yeah, gone. but I mean, I would. I, I, you can't say Ja, because Ja did this last year, too. His, his team. Everybody, did, everybody. I don't I don't even know why Ja's here. Because when, when you're the second overall pick, can you really be the most improved player? Yeah. That's like, that's like freaking saying LeBron James is like the most improved player. It's like. No, he's a number one overall pick. You can't be the most improved when you're the most hyped in the class. I mean, if Zion comes back next year, he could be most improved because he doesn't play all year. But I, I'm going to go. Jordan Poole would be number two for me. I'm going to go a little bias here. Dejounte. Oh yeah. Dejounte Murray went out last year. He averaged about 15 points per game. This year, he averaged. I'd, also, another guy for defense player of the year, DeJounte. He led the league in steals. Two steals per game. He's the first person to put up two steals per game in a whole season Since in a John. long time. Since John Stockton, probably. Yes. And, I mean, he's the he's really one of the only reasons the Spurs are even here. I mean, they were the 13th. The, they were the 15th seed at one point. They were the 15th seed. Worst team in the West. And he led them back. This dude can put up a triple-double every night. He has turned into one of them guys. He is one of the best rebounding point guards in the league. He dishes out assists. He gets points. I'm pretty sure he averaged like 21, 9, 9, and 2 steals. I love Jordan Poole, but DeJounte should be most improved. Should be, but will he? No, because he'll probably give it to Ja. Probably. Sixth man of the year, I believe we can agree on this. It's Tyler Hero. Yeah, there's no one else. I mean, Tyler Hero should be a starter. So moving on to the MLB. I thought you'd be more excited. Woo! There you go. First week of the MLB season has concluded. Right now, best team, best teams uh, in the MLB. Two of them are kind of like, yeah, could see it. Astros are four and on. Tampa Bay Rays are four and on. How about another team that is four and on? The Colorado Rockies are leading their division. Teams have gotten off to a slow start. The Dodgers are two and two. They did win today. The Brewers are two and three, losing their series to the Cubs and losing, dropping a game to the Orioles, and that's the only win for the Orioles. The Braves, really everybody in that NL East. I mean the Mets. I mean they're four and two, but they haven't looked that good. The Phillies off to a three and two start. Bryce has been absolutely terrible, unfortunately. 
The Braves, the defending world champions, are three and three, losing today to the Washington Nationals. Let's go. The Rangers are one and four. I I'm surprised about that. The Mariners are only two and three. J Rod has not played that well. Yeah. Really, none of the rookies have been great besides Stephen Kwan. And Bobby Wood. Bobby Wood's been playing. Not offensively. He's been okay. I mean, J Rod's he's been bad. I mean Torkelson only has one hit. So is J Rod. But his big his only his first career hit was a big one though. Big double. Big OBI double. You can't do more than that, J Rod to win MVP. I mean, nothing like that right now. Rookie of the year. I will say another team I'm surprised with right now is Boston. Yeah. They're two and three. I know their first series against the Yankees. I mean That's a tough series to land. Yeah. But for for that I saw I saw a stat and we've talked about baseball dying. The first series, the Yankees and Red Sox, probably the biggest rivalry in all of sports, but definitely in the MLB, they did not sell out one game in that series. Does that does that trouble you for the future of the MLB? I've always said baseball has been dying because they just do the stupidest things, and it just it's it's been dying since since ever. I mean, it's not it used since to, ever. <laughs> baseball used to be one of the biggest sports out there. I mean, it's America's pastime. Yeah. Now we see the NBA being probably the top dog, then NFL, baseball, now NHL is. Probably creeping up. You got soccer too now. I mean, you have UFC. Formula One is huge now. So baseball is starting to get in the back, but starting to get shadowed. And I don't like it. I love baseball. I don't like it either. I'm not like the biggest baseball fan like you are. But I, I love me some baseball. I hate watching games because they take so long. I hate that it's a 162 game season because, I mean, the season's just so long. I like long. it. It, it makes it a marathon. It makes it to where you could start out so poop in the beginning of the season, and you could come all the way back. And it, I, I, I have firsthand experience with that a few years ago with the Washington Nationals. Yeah. You started out with 21 season, made the wild card game, and ended up winning the World Series. Too bad that won't happen in a while in D.C. And, of course, Washington. Washington Nationals could be up for sale soon. Wish I had the money to buy them. It would be so cool to own your favorite team. So some guys who are leading the MLB right now in some statistical categories. Batting average, do any of these guys surprise you? I'm going to go through the top five and everything you're going to tell me. Batting average right now, Ian Happ batting 700. No, I've always thought Ian Happ was going to be good. Quan, the rookie, no, batting no. 667. This, this guy this guy's good. He's, I mean, a, he, he's his, a special talent. His first, he set a record. First 115 at-bats. Did not have a swing and miss. That's impressive. That's unbelievable. Yeah. That's like Pete Rose missed the most. Because Pete Rose is the best contact hitter level. Yes. I would say Tony Gwynn, but he is one of the better contact hitters. Number three, G-Man Choi batting 615. Definitely a surprise. He's more of a power guy than me. Number four, guy that a lot of people are high on, Wander. Batting 550. Yeah. And, of course, I don't even know who this dude is. Miller from the Guardians batting 500. Yeah. I think it's Owen Miller. Home runs right now. Arenado Buxton and a big surprise, Seiya Suzuki of the Cubs all have three home runs. Arenado's just... Arenado's destroying the cover off the ball. RBIs right now, Jose Ramirez, 11. That's not surprising. Orinato has nine, Mercado, Brown, and Suzuki all have eight. So the most hits so far this season is by Wander alone. Stolen bases, no issues should be surprised with this. Lou Bob. Yeah. With four already. Pitching leaders, I mean It's almost two only. Yeah. Hey, there's, that's there's, Jose Bullios. It was 108 ERA. I don't know if that was an ale or what. I hope that was an error by MOP Network. <laughs> but actually, you know what? Let's look it up. Earned run average. Is there a way on this app that you can do this? Yes. There's a lot of guys with a perfect ERA so far. And one of them is Adam Wainwright. Another one is Lucas Giolito. Also, Sean Manaya, who got traded to the Padres, put up an unbelievable game. Almost. A complete game, no hittle. Not for him, but... Maybe this does not go up that far because the highest ERA is 10.8, which is Patrick Corbin. 
And Daniel Lynch, he does. He has a 180 ERA, according to ESP. A 15 whip. Wow. Dude, what even happened in his first game? He he went, I said, he he went a third of an inning, allowed four earned runs. <laughs> Some other news in the MLB. Juan Soto hit his 100th career home run. Congratulations to Juan. Only 23 years old. I mean, this this kid, he's uh, he's nine hits away from reaching 100 doubles. and nine, nine doubles away from... Yeah, nine doubles. That's what I said. He said nine hits. Oh, yeah. He's nine hits away from reaching, like, 200 or something like that. The kid's special. Yeah. There's another guy who's special and is a surefire Hall of Famer. Albert Pujols hit his 680th home run last night in yeah! at Bush Stadium. Yeah. And one of... Not a friend, one of our friends, the guy caught Albert Pujols' 680th career home run ball right in front of him. So Pujols now only 20 home runs away from 700. Will he get it this season? If he plays DH the whole year, yeah. I believe he has played DH in almost every game so far. I want to see it happen. Pujols is one of my favorite players. I grew up watching Pujols. I was never a Cardinal fan, but... I always got Pujols' jerseys and stuff as a kid because I liked him a lot. He is one of the best hitters of all time, if not the best hitter of all time. If he gets 700 home runs, he will be the best hitter of all time. I don't care what you say. It could be Barry Bonds. This dude never used steroids. Anything surprising from the MLB season so far that you want to talk about? The Reds are surprisingly okay. They don't suck complete butt. Oh, Nick Lodolo. Shut up. Did not play well today. Hunter Green did really well. Dude's a flamethrower. Only took him like 50 years to call him up. Yeah. Moving on to other sports. We were completely right. I wish I would have bet on it. Scotty Scheffler won the Masters by three shots over Rory McIlroy. This was, it wasn't close, like at all. I mean, Scotty led basically wire to wire. He did have, in the final, in the third round on Saturday, he did end not so good. And Cam Smith clawed back. Of course, the final day which I was able to watch because I was not feeling well. I did not go to my SIUE thing. So instead, I watched the Masters. What a great day. And he he started out terrible. Could not get a drive to go straight. It kept going left. Then finally, on the third hole, I believe he had a one or two-stroke lead over Cam Smith. And he chipped in on an unbelievable chip in. And then he just rode off into the sunset with the only, the only hole that was bad was the last one because he four-putted. But, I mean, he had such a large lead over Rory. And talking about Rory, actually, going back to Sky Shuffler, I mean, this this kid's been unbelievable. I mean, he he's won four out of his last six. His first swing came at the Arnold Palmer invitation, and he's now a Masters champion. I mean, the, you could be looking at one of the best golfers possibly ever if he continues the streak. Because, I mean, the, he has a lot of talent. While watching the Masters, they said, I believe uh, Jim Nance on CBS said this. When he was in high school playing golf, like basically not AAU golf, like basketball, but something like that in tournaments, he won 90 events out of like 150. You know how hard that is in golf? Because golf is one of the hardest sports there is. To win 90 out of 150, that's like a 68% win rate and right now he's transferring it to the pga which is even Crazy. more unbelievable because i mean when he was when he was there they actually put him age groups ahead because he was winning so much he's and he still won. won if he can do the, i mean he's just he's such a cool guy i mean he doesn't show a lot of emotion or anything when he's out on the course he just holds his head down just plays unbelievable golf this kid's going to be a stud. Another guy who is a stud already, Rory McIlroy, has not been playing well the last few seasons. What he did in the final round, he shot a 64. He is the eighth player to shoot a 64 in the final round. The best round ever, the course record at Augusta, is 63. He almost got that. And his last shot, did you see his last shot? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Out of the bunker on 18 and hold it. It was unbelievable. This is great for Rory actually be playing well because he, he struggled a lot. And Cam Smith, this dude's gonna he's gonna win a Masters. Bullet man! He's gonna win a Masters. He's been top five the last two years. And he he had a shot to win if it wasn't for that twelfth hole where he hit it into the water. Because that completely he double bogeyed that hole. No, he triple bogeyed that hole. 
because he double parted because it was a par three and he got six. Looking like me. But Cam Smith, he's going to win a Masters. I will say this right. Of course, the RBC Heritage is this weekend. A lot of big-name guys playing in it. You have Dustin Johnson, John Rahm, Jordan Spieth, a lot of others. So look forward to that. Moving on to NASCAR, William Byron won the cup race at Martinsville. I watched the last like two laps. I heard that it was not a very good race at all. You could not pass with this new car at Martinsville. So... At this point, there wasn't a fight, though, because there was a fight in the Xfinity series. Ty Gibbs just beat the crap out of Sam Mayer. He also kept this out wrong. Yeah. Take your hell off if you're going to fight. Racing with no number one if you don't want to be called. Can't say it. I mean, people already hate him, too. Yeah. Which I don't know. He's a very talented driver. Yeah, but, but every, everybody's just like, he. they call him a silver spoon kid because they think that Joe Gibbs has given him everything. You still got to drive a car. And, I mean, he's... He's won more than he's lost. Yeah. That's what I used to hate when people say, well, this is racing. My, going on my way since uh, freaking land. So, you can be, you can have all the money in the world, okay? You still got to drive a car. You still got to be able to drive it. You still got to have the talent and the d- d- drive the car to win races. And he's got that. You can, we see this in don't racing all the time. You don't. I do. People out there with the biggest budget out there. Can't drive a car to save your life. It don't matter how much money, how much technology you got in the car. You got top of the line everything. You still got to drive the car. I'm done. Thank you. And Haley Dean almost beat the crap out of some guy, too. Did I was you just see gonna, that? I was just going to get to In the that. truck series. Yeah. Which, she just has terrible luck every week. Yeah. I mean, she... she saw, I believe she got a top 15 finish out of that. And she got wrecked, basically, in every corner. And the guy's like, oh, I, I, was, I didn't know I was touching you. I did not know I touched somebody. <laughs> this is, it's good to see Haley Deegan actually not. She was frustrated. Not be afraid of being a woman in NASCAR mm-hmm. and going up and just. Well, I watched her YouTube video and you saw the whole thing. She was pissed. I mean, I would be too. Yeah. Hasn't had a good season at all. Yeah. And then what's going on personally with them. Yeah. Which is very unfortunate. This weekend, of course, for NASCAR. Bristol Dirt. It'll be interesting to see how these new cars handle on the dirt track. I'll, I will. I haven't watched NASCAR race in a while. I will be watching this race because it is Easter Sunday and it is a night race. Bristol dirt at night. Gonna be fun. Depends what the dirt's gonna do. If it's gonna slick off, it's gonna get tacky. If it slicks off, it's gonna be a freaking eye swing out there. You're gonna see a lot of people spinning out. I just hope it doesn't turn into the truck race at Knoxville last well, year. Well, Knoxville is was... totally different than Bristol because Knoxville has no banking. Yeah, but I don't want to see it become a demo. Actually, I kind of do want it's to see it become a watch. demo. <laughs> it's kind of fun to watch. An IndyCar, Joseph Newgarden won the race at Long Beach after Colton Herta just wrecked. Trying to chase him down. Colton Herta had the best car all weekend and gave up the lead to Newgarden. And just pushed it a little too hard. Ran into the same tire barriers that Jimmy Johnson did in practice. And Jimmy broke his hand because he did not take his hands off the steering wheel. So that is a lesson that he has to learn. That when, especially An I mean, open wheel. I mean, you just need to take your hands off the wheel anyway when you get into an accident about to hit yeah. something. But especially when you hit a tire barrier. Especially when it's open wheel too. Because you don't have the fiddles like you do he, in NASCAR. He did still race. With a broken hand, had surgery yesterday, and he is supposed to be still able to make his test for Indianapolis. And, of course, Indianapolis Grand Prix is in a few weeks on the road course and then the Indy 500, 500 in May. Charles Leclerc won the Australian Grand Prix after Max Verstappen had another issue. Is this going to be a problem for Red Bull? Because that's out of the three races they've already had, two races he has had mechanical failures. Figure it out. Tear the car down. Look at all the stuff. God damn. How hard is it? You have problems, tear the car down. It's not that hard to do. I will say Ferrari has been very surprising yeah. after last year when they sucked. Yeah. A team that has sucked so far is Mercedes. Yeah. I mean, their cars, not because the drivers are bad, because Lewis Hamilton is one of the best ever, the best ever. No! <laughs> um, and then the new guy, who's the new guy that replaced Botas? Uh, he's actually higher than him in points right now. What is his name? George Russell. Yeah. George Russell has been... Did he drive McLaren last year? No, he drove for uh, whatever Mercedes, like... 
other team was Williams. Yeah. Williams. So, Mick. Let's go to Mick. Huff sucks. Yeah, he's he needs to get a Falali. Please sign Mick Falali. Let him follow his dad's legacy. I mean, right now Ferrari is the best. They've been the best cars all year, and both their guys have been great. And of course, Charles Leclerc has almost a double double points than second place, who is Max Verstappen. Who no call sucks right now. Figure it out, Red Bull. Like I said, strip it. Take every body panel off. Take every mechanical thing off. That's the thing with these F1 cars. There's so much technology on them. There's so much that can go wrong on them. So one thing I don't like about F1, they're trying to make F1 so technologically advanced than other races, which is cool, but sometimes you got to step it back. I'm looking forward to them coming to Las Vegas next year. I'm not going to. I wish I could go. but I wish I could go too. Wait. Next year? Yeah. Well, I'll be 21. I might come to my own too for my birthday. Yo, we'll go to Vegas. I'm going to do a lot more than go to a freaking F1 race. I'll tell you that right now. Can't say it on the podcast. Yeah. That F1 race is going to be very... There might be a death. Yeah. Because that one turn might kill someone. I mean, the long straightaway where they're going to be upwards to... 200 plus. Yeah. And then into just... A, a tight open. Yeah. So... That'll be interesting. Do you have any other sports you want to talk about? No. Thank you guys for listening, of course. Austin Matthews. He's been playing amazing. Yes. In hockey. Uh, next week we might we we not we might we we don't talk about hockey enough because neither one of us are really big hockey fans. But the playoffs, I believe, start next week, so we will dive into hockey playoffs, which is going to be very fun and giving our opinions on hockey playoffs because we don't really pay attention to hockey. I don't know anybody in the league hardly. So, thank you guys for listening. Of course, come back here next Wednesday. Have another another episode, maybe unless we get hit by a tornado today, because weather's not too good in Illinois right now. Good old Midwest. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great week. Watch some NBA playoffs. Watch the playing games tonight. Have a great one. Peace.